Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. All right. Okay. How about that? Brand new audio equipment. (laughs) That we don't know how to work. That we're still trying to figure out how to work. I hope, I hope this, uh, this works the way that I think it's going to work. It's pretty cool. Yeah. As long as we can figure out. Lots of flashing buttons over there. There's too many, in my opinion. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Sophia. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Well, hello. (laughs) Well, hello. Happy Groundhog Day. Happy. <laughs> a lot of events happening this week. Yes, yeah. yes, there are. How do we do that in the sync, like on the movie? It's Groundhog Day. You, you, well, ever, I you mean, didn't watch the movie? I haven't seen that movie since like the 90s, Sean. Yeah. It's I haven't stopped watching minutes. that movie since I, the I, 90s. Yeah. Over and, and over. And over again. <laughs> uh, nice. Sophia, welcome to uh, the Sail Ring podcast yeah. show. We're excited. Uh, to have you here. I'm still fine tuning. <laughs> Stop playing with things over there. Stop Let's playing record. with the buttons, man. Yes. I'm happy to be here, having really participated in a podcast in grad school. So, you know, it's changed a little bit since then. Yeah. How much has it changed? What are you used to? What are we doing wrong, Sophia? <laughs> well, our podcast was a little bit different, and I actually didn't have to talk. Oh, so yeah. my brother was in grad school simultaneously, but he was in Connecticut and I was in Texas. So he did like the recording for like his school mm-hmm. and he sent me the file and I edited it a little bit so we could have it in like our blog and so on. So nice. A podcast that you don't talk in. Yeah, I was kind of like behind the scenes producer. Oh, OK. You know? gotcha. well, all right. So somebody talked. So when we mess this all up, we'll just send it to <laughs> Sophia to fix it. Yeah, I like I mean, the sound yeah. of that. I like that idea too. Awesome. I mean, eight years of refreshing, but you know, uh, I might be able okay. to figure it what out. What did you <laughs> What did you edit it in? Uh, I use um, Sound Booth, the one from Adobe. Okay, yeah, it might have changed names by now, but yeah, Adobe's got some pretty cool stuff out there. We're using uh, when we edit these, we're using Audacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've shipped them off. We have a company, uh, we'll give a shout out to yeah. Radio Music Creative in the UK. Mm-hmm. They've done a great Radio. job. They created the intro, outro, a lot of the jingles, things we use in the show. And uh, yeah, they're... Great company. They're yeah. pretty handy. They do a lot of radio stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff for podcasting, a lot of DJ mixes. Mixes? Mix-ups? Mix-ups? Mix-a? Mix-us? It's a mixer. That's in the <laughs> no, north. That's in the, no, that's stop. in the northeast. It's lobster. No. Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to talk about marketing. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> we're going to talk about something besides lobster uh-huh. and clam chata. Um, Sophia, uh, recent promotion. Yeah. Yep. So uh, you're running uh, a, a program called EMS, Enhanced Marketing Solutions. And EMS does uh, a lot of the marketing for project marketing for United Country mm-hmm. real estate, as well as other projects. You you have a few other clients out there, maybe, but uh, traditional listings, auction listings, which are auction projects. Yeah. Um, and you've been doing that for a while. Correct. Uh, I myself have been doing it for about two years. Um, the program itself, I think, has been around for probably 10, 12 years now. Sounds right. So yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've changed and evolved as real estate and marketing itself evolved. So there's always something new to learn and new to try and adapt. So yeah. kind of keeps us in our toes. And, you it's know, like a daily change sometimes, too. So and no property is ever the same. So yeah. that, that's mm-hmm. an added bonus as well. You know, that brings up an interesting point. Let's start with that. No property is ever the same. So is every marketing campaign completely different or are there a lot of similarities if you're marketing, let's say, a home in Kansas City or a home in Dallas or Seattle? 
uh, or a farm in the same areas, would the marketing campaigns look very similar or are they distinctly different? Uh, so it kind of goes back and forth. There's definitely some campaigns that have a lot of similarities, um, but they always have usually something different on them. Uh, usually the ones that are more, like you could say, are about the same getting replicated is when we're working with one particular office a lot mm-hmm. um, and they kind of have their set uh, ways their, like yeah, that they want to see. Yeah. Well, they have dictated, they know what the budget gets them. So it's easier for them to sell it to the seller. Um, they kind of created their own auction program in the sense of how they sell it to the seller and how they run all, all of that. Um, but there's definitely things that are uh, about the same, but everything is a little bit, you know, we shift some things here and there. Uh, whether it's the tactics or the channels within the tactics. Um, there's obviously, you know, you're talking real estate, so there's certain places and certain things you have to do about 99% of the time, no matter what the property type. Um, it's really kind of the features of the property that make it really unique, where it's where you can kind of change it a little bit and, you know, go all out and yeah. have more fun. Have more fun. I like that. <laughs> Nothing better than fun and marketing, right, Sean? Yay! <laughs> well, you know, you have to keep it positive when it's like, this is a lot to do in 48 hours. Yeah. Let's say this is fun, you know. Have to keep the positive attitude and everyone going and hustling, so. Nice. Well, and I can imagine that it's, uh, some of it becomes routine after mm-hmm. a while. So yeah. that yeah. kind of keeps, uh, to keep the sword sharp, if you will, you're always looking for new and inventive ways to throw something else into the mix. Let's mm-hmm. try to hit the consumer audience out here, the target audience from a different angle. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, especially for the properties that I would call, you know, like the really, really that define lifestyle, you know, kind of what United Country is. Uh, those properties really are the ones where we have the most opportunity just because they have so many aspects around it. You know, like to your point earlier, a house is, kind of a how it's it's a house you know mm-hmm. it can have some cool features like oh it might have a pool or whatever but you know when you go into those ranches that have so many aspects to it or those kind of vacation you know million dollar homes that have like amazing lake views and mountain views and all of those it's on those where you really can kind of have fun and even venture yourself from marketing just in real estate but really kind of touching to that lifestyle that that property is going to provide you um, so there's, that's where we can have fun. There's a term that's come on the scene a lot in the last five to 10 years is lifestyle marketing. Mm-hmm. More and more people, I don't really want to, it's not as much about the property or the home. It's more about the environment, the lifestyle of where it's at and what yeah. you can do there. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like to, you know, fish mm-hmm. or whitewater rafting. Well, you're not looking at desert properties then, you know, and, and, <laughs> In contrast to that, it's whitewater rafting. I can't picture that in my head at all. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Just wanted to touch on that. Have paddle, we'll travel. Okay. (laughs) Nice. No, I've been whitewater rafting. I'm not going to say that I'm uh, I'm the class five steward out here at the back of the boat. So he knows uh, the terminology and everything, folks. So uh, he has. I mean, done it at least. He passed the test. Thank you, Google. (laughs) I'm a I'm a class three kind of guy okay yeah maybe 3.5 all right i don't even know if they work in decimals in that but i didn't mean to interrupt sorry go ahead with whatever you were talking about we're talking about white water rafting <laughs> white in the rafting desert in the desert yeah but right. lifestyle marketing that's uh that's a term that's came on the scene obviously and mm-hmm. um and that is kind of the hook if you will for a lot of people they um they understand it has a house, you know, how many bedrooms, how many baths, how many garage, whatever. But now we're going to sell, the, as the old analogy used to be, sell the sizzle, not the steak. Yeah. You know, we're selling we're selling all that sizzle with it. Yeah. Um, and I think even now with, you know, everything that happened during 2020 and still kind of happening right now, as people kind of had to spend more time in their homes, I think everyone is, even if you're just moving from, you know, one suburb to another suburb, it's like, I think you're looking for more than your home just having like the space you want, but like that you're really going to enjoy being in that space for yeah. a long period of time. Um, so I think that's really been changing the most standard real estate listing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and for, you know, challenge the brokers and realtors to get a little bit more creative um, on the information they're giving you from the get-go. Understandable. I've been stuck in my house for a long time. <laughs> About 10 years now. Too long. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to move for 10 years. So you We've wanted to that. move the day you moved in? No, I've been there 15. We had a five-year plan, and then 2008 happened, and yeah, yeah just... Things happened and it didn't work out. And now I'm ready to move. My husband's like, yeah, let's just like put a pool out back or something. Let's not go anywhere. We're here now. Like, no, nope. That 2007, 2008 time frame was yeah. brutal. Yes, it was. Yeah. I, mean, I'm, I moved the, can- the, the family to Kansas City in 2007. Uh, bought a nice home up here. Six months, maybe eight months later, we easily lost Fifty, oh, yeah. sixty thousand dollars in equity as the market was just tumbling south, and and it it failed hard. Yeah, you know it's taken but quite now a few years you probably to have more than that. In yeah, equity. yeah, way. Now more we than gained that equity, equity yeah. but it took you know here we are yeah. thirteen years later. So, yeah, that's a uh, that's a long term goal. Yes. Yeah, when you have a five year plan and, and the market stops, basically, it's like okay, well, we'll extend this out a little bit, and then you just kind of get comfortable where you're at and stay there. It. it it's hard to move sometimes. There's, you know, just moving in its own. It's yeah. a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think to some level you get some emotional attachment to the place you're in, even if you don't love it, maybe. No, yeah. Trina doesn't no. get well, emotional some, attachment. I mean, I think that's a fair statement. I <laughs> think some people do, but we are, you know, I joke all the time with my wife about we, we have way too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, well, we all do, so don't feel bad. Oh. <laughs> Come over sometime. <laughs> it's we have um, something that's kind of cool that I had not. <clears throat> yeah, tongue tied today. I had not seen this in Oklahoma as much, but up here a lot of the garages uh, they excavate under them, yeah. and there's a big yeah, concrete yeah. room. Yeah. So we have one of those, a two car, yeah, yeah, a, a sunken room uh-huh. or a. Um, oh, there's a fancy handle for that, a fancy term, but it's the size, the equivalent of a two car garage. Uh-huh. And it's not completely full where you can't walk through it. We've organized and stacked everything around the walls on shelves. We have too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. That room is pretty much full, you know, for capacity and still be able to navigate in and out of it and get something and put it back. Um, five bedrooms. One of the bedrooms is now in the basement is, is now kind of catching some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Excavated under the porch. Uh-huh. So we have lots of stuff there and yeah we just have it's it's scary because we're thinking about moving about building a home right now i am dreading the going through i feel bad for the company that i'm gonna hire to move some of that stuff because i'm not doing it myself well that would be a good time to you know declutter and get everything out you know before i i lived in a home that we own i you know basically moved about every year or so from apartment to apartment so that help you not collect as collect much. Yeah. because it's like if it doesn't fit in the truck it's just not gonna go in the truck and, if it know, doesn't fit in the truck you're out of luck <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know anytime my mom was like well do you want this i'm like no no because i'm not gonna carry it around so i probably eventually need to go and declare my stuff from my parents home too but over christmas break we cleaned out like underneath the stairs which when we moved in 15 years ago that's where all the stuff went you know like we didn't have anywhere to put it in the new place 15 years ago and that's where it still was over christmas break (laughs) and it was interesting the amount of things we found down there it was a fun little excursion to the basement so anyway back to marketing (laughs) that's a form of marketing yeah how to declutter your house yeah, as an auction. Article. You know what's yeah. sad? I'm in the auction business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should be a master How to sell declutterer. The crap in your basement. <laughs> and you can auction your own stuff. There you and go. then that pays for the movers for the stuff you actually want. We have we have like um, several years ago they sold at auction, they sold a sports memorabilia store. Kansas Tax Authority um, seized all the assets mm-hmm. of it for failure to pay taxes. They a company out there ran an auction, and I bought a bunch of sports memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Um, autographed. Some of it has certificates of authenticity. Some of it um, does not because, obviously, the store owner was not super cooperative when the tax authority comes yeah. in and takes all your assets. Yeah. He probably, 
you know, I'm going to unauthenticate all of this. I, I lost some of it. Back. The, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. not worth $500 anymore. It's just worth yeah. $5. Yeah. No, but what's cool is I bought, um, you know, I bought, I had like a signed football helmet. Um, I believe it was Troy Aikman mm-hmm. signed football helmet. Yeah. And oh, uh, Sophia, I gave Sophia's I gave less excited about that. I gave less than a hundred dollars for that. Yeah, you, you know? are very very lucky. He was my first athlete crush. Okay. Okay. <laughs> first athlete crush. We're finding out all kinds of things about Sophia. <laughs> I, you know, I like it's it. obviously in the nineties when the <laughs> Cowboys actually knew what winning was. Um, <laughs> my my uncle is a hardcore Cowboys fan and. Hence, my entire family is into football. So, you know, it was very common that you got together on Sundays to watch football games. But as a kid, I remember my uncle being so passionate and stuff. And I was like, well, I want to root for his team because he seems to be having way more fun than everyone else. And everyone else is so mad at their team because Uh, they can't do anything. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, I think Troy Eggman was the first athlete I ever knew who he was and everything. Nice. Yeah, he was the guy. Uh, He's an announcer now. Mm -hmm. I believe he's doing some announcing and... He is a uh, Troy obviously done well. I bought a bunch of mini helmets, a uh, mm-hmm. lot of chiefs. I focused on the chiefs memorabilia. Well, that's um, probably what they had from a store in Kansas, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had, but there was everything. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, but I bought a bunch of this stuff for a very, very Nothing. reasonable yeah. price. Yeah. 20 cents on the dollar, uh-huh. you know? And, uh, so anyhow, it's in the living room right now in boxes. Lucinda said, hey, you know, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl again. It'd be a great time to <laughs> Let's drag get out the Chiefs box. Let's get this up at auction right now <laughs> um, while it's um, worth something, yeah. and, and uh, let's, let's sell it. Yeah. So she's trying to declutter my stuff. Yeah. That's well, what we're uh, good at yeah. that. Us wives are good at that. I mean, I declutter my stuff too, but sometimes your own stuff, you kind of justify, well, I might need it for this, someone else's stuff. I don't know why they have it on the first place. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yep, agreed. All right. Let's slip away. Let's hear from our sponsors. Yes. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Sophia. And we're going to talk about marketing. <laughs> At some point, you will hear <laughs> about some marketing point in during this, this show. We're we going to talk about and marketing. Then it, so. Let's hear from those sponsors. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio with Sophia. We're going to talk about marketing. Finally. Okay. Yeah. Sometime. We, <laughs> He'll get there. We can just keep talking about Troy Aikman if you like. That's fine too. No, that's two fine. Troy Aikman fans. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> it's hard not to be a Patrick McBride fan right now. I mean, that guy. Patrick a, McHolmes, Mahomes. Mahomes. Mcbride. Who's, who's McBride? He's our drone on to me. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. I mean, we're fans. That's of a blast him from also, the past, right there. Wow. Patrick McHolmes. <laughs> well, there you go. You we s- did some marketing. You McHolmes. literally just promoted. 
I did. Our drone guy. We've came awesome. full circle. Yes. Hey, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have uh, we have a really good relationship with Enhanced Marketing Solutions. Uh-huh. We've utilized them in a lot of projects. And where we were going early in the conversation about selling the sizzle, not the steak, that is the that's the hook, if you will. That that's the the job of the marketer is not just the execution, but to come up with creative ideas of how they're going to drive the market and create attractiveness and stickiness in that property and drive that market to it. That gets missed a lot in the auction business. The auctioneer's primary goal when they go out and look at a property is, can I build, can I make that property marketable? Can I draw an audience to that and get them to compete for it? And to do that, we have to be really good marketers or have relationships with good marketing companies. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely, you know, kind of a learning as you go. Uh, Like you said earlier, you know, the longer you do it, you kind of get in a, well, you know what's happening. So you even get better at asking questions to the auctioneer mm-hmm. about like, this is the information I need so that, you know, when we build the creative, whether it's a brochure, an email, or even a website, you know, we're obviously, you know, you want to give comprehensive information, but, you know, you want you want to be able to also point out like the, you know, one, two, three key points that it's really going to get people to keep reading it mm-hmm. or scrolling down or calling the broker and the auctioneer. Um, so I always tell, especially like new offices when we start working with them and they're like, well, what do you need? I'm like, always give me more information. Like mm-hmm. don't try to be like, oh, I don't want to overwhelm you uh, or anything because it's better for me to know more than know less because then we can definitely miss, you know, when we're writing the copy or even like the designers doing all the elements around the property um, so that it fits because... You know, we also are tied to the, I cannot Photoshop the property. Yeah. So, you know, especially when it's kind of just in auctions or listings where it's just land, you know, I cannot just add trees and grass to make it greener. You don't know how to use Photoshop or? <laughs> well. <laughs> no, I'm just joking with you. <laughs> but, you know, legally it might be troublesome there. Yeah. Um, People go out to look at it. It's like, hey, where's this horse barn and all these trees? It, it's and sitting the out in the middle. It, yeah. It's sitting out in the middle of an empty field. <laughs> awesome. so, so even on it's those, terrible. you know, it's like, you know, the more information we need and be like, okay, why would people want this land? Why this is a good investment? So even, you know, just knowing either the zoning or restrictions or things like that to know what is like the first couple things you want to point out. Because uh, realistically, not everyone's going to read the entire email or the entire website or call or anything. So you want to have that information available, but you have to understand people only look at so much. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, there's a good point that needs to be made during the show. The communication channel between the broker or auctioneer and the marketing mm-hmm. team um, needs to be a lot more seamless and, and thorough the delivery of information. What is sellable about this property? You're here in Kansas City. What is sellable about this property in Tennessee, in yeah. Virginia? Because I'm probably not going to fly out there and look at it. As a marketer, yep. I need you to tell me what are the selling points of this property and maybe even visually show it to us so that we can build something out there that's going to attract and hold an audience. The other question I have for you, Sophia, what about giving away too much information? We've noticed in the auction business over the years that because of the advent of the internet, websites, photo imagery, document uploads, they really don't have a reason to communicate much with the auctioneer anymore because we've put everything out there. Exactly. Well, that's definitely tricky. Um, And, you know, a lot of it, it also has to do with how the auctioneer is used to working. Because most of the auctioneers uh, that we work with have been in the industry way longer than we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely, you know, it's still different expertise and everything. And like to your say, very good communication to understand where each person is coming from on their recommendation. Um, it, it, but it, it's definitely tricky because, you know, you don't want to give it all in the ad or in the email because you want kind of for someone that's actually interested you want them to have that conversation with the broker just because there's so much more information you can get from a conversation often that just a piece of 
creative. Mm -hmm. Um, But then sometimes it's the, well, but all of these points are a reason for people. Why would they want to call? Yeah. But like how many points is too many points? Um, So there's always that a little bit, sometimes about back and forth and understanding it. So it's really nice when uh, we work with offices that are willing to even walk us through like their reasoning of why all these points are important. Because then it also kind of makes more sense because, um, you know, we all kind of know real estate, but we obviously don't understand it to the level they do. And to your point, I'm not there. I'm not seeing this property. Uh, and then there's so many regulations. Mm-hmm. You know, what I know for Kansas City doesn't apply in North Carolina necessarily. Um, so that communication really makes it uh, useful mm-hmm. to be able to kind of know what we're summarizing and what we're putting out there and not out there. Um, you know, I know as a consumer, when I look into real estate, sometimes it's weird because I see a listing. I'm like, you're giving me no information yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. And I understand you want me to call, but you're giving me so little that at the same time, it's like, you don't well, have do you any reason to call them it? because there's nothing to call about. Yeah. Well, to me, it makes me doubt. Do yeah. they even have the mm-hmm. information? Yeah. Um, um, so it's kind of even like, when we create a website, it's creating that balance, you know, give them as much, but still leave some things out so they have a reason to call. But it it shows that you have information, not that you were like, hello, I'm selling a ranch, please call, you know, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a delicate balance between giving sufficient information and sizzle to get you to engage with that property and with that broker auctioneer with that real estate property but at the same time you're not giving the farm away because then they have a reason to disengage with farmers like now i got everything i need to know Mm -hmm. you know thank you i've got all the disclosures i've got all the um, property information packet from an auction Um, one of the things that i personally like to focus on and when we're training uh, people what are the key attributes that drive the most interest what are the stereotypical consumer for rural property, lifestyle property, what are they looking for? Um, you know, first and foremost, one of the old mainstays in, in real estate is water, water yeah. sales, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. water, water will sell property. So anytime you see that the terms like live water, uh, pond or lake, mm-hmm. uh, river, you know, that automatically you've, you've garnered the interest of a significant amount of the population. Yeah. What are some other things that you two, Trina and Sophia, that would attract you to a property that's maybe a lifestyle property? Something other than just this residential home we see across the street over here. Um, I mean, all the different uses, like if it's a ski property and I'm interested in skiing, obviously, you know, or if it's even near skiing and I'm interested in skiing, I'm going to yeah. want to know about that as a consumer. Not that I like to ski whatsoever, but... <laughs> If I did, or hiking, whatever that might be. Um, it could be like natural resources or just heavily wooded. That's that's what I want right now. I want wooded property. I don't want a cleared out field to build a house in. I want some wooded property with so a something stream with timber. or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Trees, and I, as soon as I see pictures and there's not a tree to be found, I'm like, bye. I'm not interested in this at all. So, so I think for me, it's important kind of location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't necessarily... I, I'm more of a urban person in that way, at least for the place I want to live. I don't necessarily want to live out there isolated from everyone, but I still want certain things in like our home so that we enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and especially from like a home standpoint, I understand it's important to see it because it is an investment, it's an asset. So you don't want to make, you know, just lose money on it. Um, but we also see it as, it's an investment, but we also need to enjoy it and kind of create that balance where a lot of people just see it as an investment and I'm going to sell it in five years. You know, my husband and I, the next home we buy in our minds is like, that's our 30 year forever home. home. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be jumping around. Um, If we're looking at something kind of commercial, you know, we care kind of about the zoning and things like that, you know, how much restrictions or not restrictions I have, because we don't necessarily want to be tied to just one thing. Um, and then you're doing lifestyle kind of vacation home. Well, we, we like the sun and the water. Mm-hmm. So definitely not skiing property. 
Unless, water skiing. Unless yeah. it's water skiing. Water skiing might be yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a, let's just chill. And or as I fashion. By the lake and <laughs> or, or as I fashion personally, the water skipping event. Water skipping. Yeah, it's where my foot gets caught in the rope and they just drag me on top of the water. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so I think those, you know, it's kind of like you just have these little things that you want to complement the place mm-hmm. you're going to be in and yeah, so on. You, you kind of have to know what you're looking for because I think a lot of people just kind of go blindly and that's fine. You know, sometimes you need to learn to know what you want, but yeah, sometimes you don't get a pantry in your house and you're stuck with it for 12 years and then you can't ever move out because your husband loves the house all of a sudden. So these are things that happen. I don't know sometimes. what it is about pantries, but my I wife's know. assured We've me that- we had a whole conversation, me and your wife. We're, <laughs> we're not this. moving into another house without a pantry in it, a big one. And you have a pantry. I don't even have a pantry, like none. Yeah, we don't really have a pantry. It. And it's like, sometimes it's like, it would be nice to have a pantry. Sometimes it's There's not. little things you learn along the way as you get older too. You're like, man, I didn't really care about a pantry until a few years ago. Like, yeah. That's and I'm like, man, it'd be really nice to have a pantry. She wants a pantry the size uh, that we can. Walk-in pantry. Yeah, yeah, that we can put a shuffleboard table in. That would be awesome. Like the whole back of your house is a pantry. That'd be amazing. Pinball machines. Yeah. You you know how much stuff you could hide room. in there. A multi. A multi-purpose room. Pan, pantry slash game room. Yeah. Yeah. Safe space. Yeah. And you could you hand me that sugar want. over there? <laughs> Hold on, I'm playing pinball. Ding 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 ding. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I do have to agree, though. Adding a pool to your house might be cool. No. No. Yeah. A what? A pool. She mentioned her husband wanted a pool. Listen, a pool is like a whole other thing to take care of, and that I'm not true. interested in yeah. that at all. That is that is a maintenance event. Yeah. That is true. They also cost about as yes. half the price of your home. Uh-huh. So. You know what surprises me are hot tubs. Oh, yes. I, I always thought, well, a hot tub would be great to have... You know, there's a lot of maintenance to a hot tub. You actually have to go out and treat the water yeah. and test oh, yes. it. And you can't just let it set there idle for a month yeah. and then decide, oh, I'm going to go use it. And you take the cover off of it and it's all green and slimy. They have yep. So the newest thing in pools right now, just, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm showing too much here, but uh, this is how much research I've done on pools. Um, they are all, the newest thing are like swim, they're not swimming pools. They're just made for like lounging pools. And it's essentially a really deep hot tub is all it is. And it's a little wider than a hot tub and it's flush, you know, it's like an in-ground hot tub essentially, but it's super deep. So you can like actually swim in it, but it's it's like the size of a hot tub. Is it that fiber glasses one you're looking at? Yes. Yeah. We looked at those. (laughs) She knows. We did our research too. And then, um, I have no intent of ever buying one, but uh, yeah. they're very cool. <laughs> and then it's like, well, the starting price is not terrible, but then they have all these add-ons that make uh-huh. it really cool. And then you're like, oh. Yeah. You're like, oh, does it need stairs and a ledge and a waterfall? And what else does well, it need? Well, and then I'm like, on the side? you know, okay. we need to make sure it's safe for the dog. We don't want yes. the dog drowning. Yeah. You know, my husband's like, we need lighting. Like it just, it, it got out of control really fast. Yeah. You need a dog that can swim. Yeah. Well, Teach your yeah, dog to swim. it's true. And he kind of knows how to swim, but you want to make sure they can get out on their own. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many things. It just, it's like a rabbit hole. Like, it never ends. Yeah. Um. So, we decided to really not push the pool envelope till we know what our forever home is. Because it's like, well, I'm not going to spend all this money in a pool and then move out of this house in two years. But it's definitely kind of cool to look at it. Yeah. It's fun to imagine. Dream. Dream. Yeah. We can lifestyle. <laughs> yes. yeah. I can dream about the pool lifestyle without <laughs> living it. That'd be great. In the uh, bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> close your close your eyes and you're like, Oh yeah, this is sixty foot deep. So I have a I'm child in the at lake. my house, so it's always mom, mom, mom. <laughs> no doubt. No, leave me alone. Get away from the swimming pool. Get away from my pool. <laughs> There's Mommy's no maintenance in the, right in the dream. Yes. There's no maintenance fees in dreaming. So that's, that's always good. Yes. We're going to hear from our sponsors one more time. When we come back, we're going to talk to Sophia about a little bit more marketing. <laughs> Maybe. We're Maybe. Getting there. We're getting there. You're so awesome to talk to. We keep, but she has a lot to offer. I've got a couple more questions. We'll be back in just a few more minutes. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? 
unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. So when we went to commercial, right before that, we were starting to talk about... uh, Marketing specific lifestyles and, and kind of the hooks, the, the key words that were attracting consumers. How hard is that? I mean, is that part of the process out there is when you look at a project, you're saying we can't just write down, you know, what the project is. We need to, again, I keep going back to that sell the sizzle. We, we need to figure out how to make that glow in a market environment that's got a hundred other properties just like this out there. How do we make this one stand out? Yeah, that's definitely, you know, even part of one of the process, even when we're working on the putting the marketing campaign together uh, at the beginning, uh, even at that point, I always tell the officers, just give me as much information you have as that property because you miss something. It's a possibly missed tactic or channel where yeah. we can be exposing this property. Um, so from the get-go, because, um, you know, if you just tell me it's a ranch, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'll keep it very generic. But if you miss that this is like, you know, s- income producing to a whole different level, cattle and stuff, I be- I'm missing All that little that, niche yeah. marketing mm-hmm. for the cattle or even for some of more uh, investor uh, concentrated channels. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can keep it as generic as you want. But um, the whole point of partnering with us is that, yeah, you have that generic stuff, but then we're going really niche marketing, uh, whether it's within real estate or investment or when you start kind of going more for that lifestyle approach. So just not marketing the ski property in, you know, the real estate portals, but even marketing in some of those skiing publications around that area, for example. Um, So, yeah, it's... It's definitely like first thing that we want to know, you know, what what are the futures that will sell this property or that make this property unique that are that basically provide us a target audience simultaneously. Yeah. So. so I know it's a mixed bag in marketing, but I'm going to run some different mediums or channels by you and you tell us in today's marketing world, mm-hmm. in, at least in, in your experience and belief, is it working or not working? Okay. Uh, print marketing. I think it's working uh, for our team uh, internally. It's a little bit harder to track that one because uh, obviously any leads that come through, they're going directly to the broker. They're not calling me because mm-hmm. uh, that would just, you know, create kind of a cluster there. Um, but, you know, most auctioneers and offices that I talk to always, they're like, we need to be in the local newspaper because it's providing both marketing for this property specific and for my next possible seller or buyer for something else, because you're you're starting to create that brand awareness in the mm-hmm. area. This is an auctioneer. This specializes in land or ranch or X and Y things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think print marketing is still important. I think it's just really finding that balance because print marketing can become very expensive really fast, and the uh, 
the reach is not necessarily as high or it's just, a, you know, it's one day in the newspaper and that's it. Yeah. Well, one thing that's happened with the advent of the digital age mm-hmm. is digital marketing has allowed us to reduce the size of, sorry, somebody keeps calling me over and over. I don't know who that is. It's reduced the, uh, the ad size, the, the, what are the, the print like yeah. display ad yeah. size mm-hmm. where you can direct them in a much smaller ad to get that yeah. per column square inch cost that yeah. ad down to direct them to the website. So let's talk about digital marketing, working, not working, yeah. and what specific elements, third party websites, your office website, email blast, but in digital marketing, what's working there? Uh, digital marketing. Marketing is definitely working, and what we found out, it's really like you really have to have kind of the combination of the multiple aspects that digital marketing entitles. Um, so definitely, you know, third-party sites because you have the active consumer that's actively looking for properties. Uh, but then you want the email blast to target either those buyer brokers or people that are into real estate, but they're more passively looking. So they might not be looking into that side every day. Um, you know, you definitely want social and Google ads and all of those to kind of just target people that are not necessarily going into the sites to look for it, but they're still kind of searching broadly mm-hmm. within their search engines. Um, so really you kind of have to have a combination because all of us included like as a digital consumer, you don't behave the same with everything you do. You are, even in your daily life, you know, you're going to websites to check news or shopping or whatever. But then to some sites, you only go because you get the email and you remember it's like, oh, I should really look into this. Yeah. Or you see it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Google or whatever you're um, streaming or searching. So the most efficient way to do digital marketing work is doing the mix of it. Um then depending on the property too, you might be able to get away with keeping it more simple and less, um, include less channels. Um, but for those really bigger, more expensive properties, more lifestyle properties, you really need that combination of everything. So just throwing it up on, on Zillow is not going to do it for a ranch or a ski property or yeah. 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 You need the the targeted marketing um, for those people looking for that. Well, and even just from a price standpoint, you know, the more your properties value at automatically your buyer pool already decreased. Yeah. Yep. Just based on affordability. Yeah. Like a $6 million property is going to have a little different buyer base than, you know, $150,000 houses. So yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, it's, 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 it's so much more comprehensive to digital marketing. So some people are like, oh, it doesn't work. It's like, well, if you're doing one thing and you're doing for a week, it's not going to work, obviously. Yeah. So. so the old um, standby, you know, the, the thing that's been, I think, the most prevalent in real estate marketing is signage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's first and foremost, they get the sign up on the property. And I'm still a big believer in signage. I, yeah. I think signage, you know, especially when you're, you're kind of canvassing and trying to reach that local audience, that uh-huh. drive-by audience, yeah. signage is um, is extremely important. You agree? Yeah, no, we definitely do some, include signage in a lot of our proposals. And that's kind of more dependent because some offices are like, oh, we have enough signage. We don't want to create something particular for this property. But then... So you're talking about creating custom signage, yeah. custom design versus their, just yeah. their traditional or auction metal signs that they put yeah. on the... So we definitely do some custom design, especially for properties that um, are bigger or that are, for example, for a lot of multi-property auctions, we definitely do signage because you want the consumer to start tying as they're driving by. It's like all of this is part of the same project. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of our offices really likes custom signage because she's very active in having everything track very well. So we create like custom URLs for each thing um so it just really kind of depends where you're going but you know obviously like part of the question is always like well do you have signage or do you want us to account for it um because you know it's again that drive-by consumer that might not be actively looking but if they see the right opportunity that saw it and wants to just go drive by on their own and needs to be able to find it i mean that's yeah yeah so you just never know where they're gonna come from but you know you need to know 
people need to know if something's on sale, just mm-hmm. like everything else. Yeah. What are we missing? So we talked about print marketing, digital marketing, email blast, signage. What is, is there something out there that we're not talking about that's working extremely well for driving an audience to a property in today's marketing? Uh, so one uh, tactic that we use often is uh, direct mail as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's a little bit like print. It's a little bit hard for us to fully track it because again we're you know the phone number we're obviously putting the broker's phone number or their email um sometimes if we have a custom website we can see it a little bit better where people are coming from but that's not the case for every property uh but you know most of the time when we have direct mail i always get messages from our brokers and agents like oh i'm getting calls from the people we target because uh, you know we're being uh very uh thoughtful about who we're sending this to we're not just oh, let's spend thousands of dollars in printing this and just send it to whatever. So, you know, we're either doing kind of a radius situation depending on the property or, you know, we go through targeted lists and make sure, you know, like, well, only sell it to people that can even afford it in the first place and things like that. Yeah. Um, or that are in very specific industries that would make sense. Their interest in that property themselves or know someone mm-hmm that would have an interest. Um, so usually in some of the last big few cents that we had, I definitely got calls and emails from the brokers being like, oh, I'm getting calls. like, And they're like literally telling me, I just got this brochure or this postcard. Mm-hmm. So. What you're doing is definitely working. Mm-hmm. We have leveraged EMS's services before, and uh, we've been uh, extremely satisfied with the results. Because we're also realist, we understand that not every auction or every property is going to deliver the same results. It, a lot of it has to do with the location, which you alluded yeah. to earlier, uh, the type of the property, the price point, um, growth patterns, you yeah. know, in an area. A lot of times, if the, if the city's growing north and, and, and west, then and you have a property southeast, you may be a little, you know, maybe in trouble down there. It's uh, it's not going to have as much of an audience as some of the stronger growth areas. Yeah, yeah and that's something we always make sure to clarify with uh, any auctioneer office broker we work with, um, and you know, especially the new ones where we don't really have a relationship with yet. You know, I cannot guarantee you that this is going to sell your property. Yeah, because um, I just don't have power obviously uh, but what we're guaranteeing you is that we're gonna provide you the most exposure to your property as possible like if this property doesn't get sell it's not because people didn't know about it it's because you know the right you know people just weren't willing to spend that money at the time or you know once you start doing inspections and things that kind of throws off buyers yeah. and things like that um so i remember last fall we had this very big multi-property auction in colorado and they sold a good portion of the properties. I think there were a couple that didn't sell, but I was talking to that broker the other day and he's like, you know, I really looked into that marketing report after it. I'm like, I mean, if this didn't sell, it was just not going to sell. Yeah. Like, cause we, we were everywhere. We target, you know, the broader real estate audience and we went to the niche audiences per the different property types we had. Like everything was there. It was just, it was not meant to be for X and Y reason. So, well, there are, unfortunately, in the auction industry, there's properties that, um, and we don't always know this ahead of time, but qualifying that property and making sure that it, it should first and foremost is the seller, yeah. a right seller for a property. Are they right for an auction? And uh, I say for a property, but are they right for the auction event? Are they motivated? Is the property something that you can build a market for? And are the pricing expectations going to be in line with what... A conservative, you know, cash offer yeah. mm-hmm. market in an auction is going to provide. And if those match up, then generally you can have a, a fairly robust auction. If you have a million-dollar property that the seller wants $1.7 million for and you take Spread that to out. an auction, there's not enough marketing in the world sometimes <laughs> yeah. to get that sold. So. Yeah. Here's the key selling points for enhanced marketing solutions. Tell me if I'm right about this. But where I envision it is as a broker, auctioneer, an owner of a company, 
It saves me from having to bring on full-time marketing staff and pay every day or every month in the company when I can outsource that and turn EMS on as I need them. Turn them on, turn it off, right? Yeah, correct. So I save there. You've got uh, extremely uh, well-talented, experienced advertisers and marketing project managers, um, consultants, designers, You've got layers of personnel that are seated in their jobs that do a great job. And the third thing is you have the experience of running ads, thousands of campaigns that you run every year through EMS. You get a pretty good feel for where I can get the best bang for my buck, ROI, return Mm -hmm. on the marketing investment, where to spend money and where not to spend money. Yeah, I may be wanting to throw a bunch of money in the Wall Street Journal. You say, you know, for properties this type, we've tried it 20 times and we just didn't get a response out of it. Yeah. Well, that saves me $5,000, $10,000 in marketing funds on bigger projects because it's just not it's not the right medium for, for this kind of property. So, Yeah, no, I think those are uh, completely valid points. I think the only thing I would add is that, you know, our whole team is we only do real estate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we might not know real estate to the level that a broker or a realtor or the auctioneer knows it, but that's all we do. Like, that's our, we're specialized on real mm-hmm. estate marketing. That's what we do every day. That's what we breathe and think about every day. Uh, and we also understand the United country better than anyone. Because uh, that's also, you know, sometimes in just your traditional agency marketing relationship, that's that sometimes ends the relationships there was some miscommunication where the agency never really understood your brand. Mm -hmm. So we know what United Country as a corporation, as a national, international brand stands for. We know what we sell. We know what we represent. And obviously we have to tailor it a little bit to each office for their like regional and local um, materials. But as a whole, we know the brand. So we would never do something that is not providing them the leverage of their local knowledge and the national, international support they have behind the bigger brand that they've bought into. Um, so I think that's important too. Well, Sophia, we're getting towards the end of the show. So mm-hmm. tell the listeners how they can reach you. How can they find uh, Sophia and find EMS? Yeah, so you can uh, just email us. Uh, we have a group email. It's ems at unitedcountry.com. Um, that's probably the best way because we will all receive the email. So for sure, one of us will reply to your email within 24 hours or less. And, you know, anytime you don't get a response, feel free to follow up because it just means for some reason we missed it. Uh, but I would say that's the best way to reach. And, you know, we usually reply and, you know, we're always happy to jump in a call and so on and go from there and talk about what you need. Very good. Well, awesome. Yeah, it's a great show. Yes. A lot of marketing tips. Sophia, thank you for being in the studio with us today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. I hope you got something out of this episode. And we'll see you next time inside the cell ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.